0: Please listen carefully.
1: Today we're talking about scaling, modifying, all that good stuff. Because uh, it doesn't matter if you've done functional fitness or CrossFit for five years or it's your first day, you're going to mo- modify something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I think a big misconception about CrossFit, um, especially the word CrossFit, um, but functional fitness, whatever whatever term people want to use, is that you know people are intimidated on the outside looking in because a lot of the stuff that they see is the stuff from the CrossFit Games, and it's the stuff that you know pops up on Instagram because yeah, people are doing amazing stuff and and feats of strength and gymnastics that you know, people otherwise wouldn't think would be possible. And so that is worthy of documenting. But people see that and think that's what everybody does. Uh, and so the analogy I use is, it's like watching the NFL and thinking that everybody in the world who throws a football does that, right? It's like, that's, that's crazy, right? Like only a very, very small percentage of people um, who throw a football would end up doing that in the NFL or people who shoot a basketball would be in the NBA. It's like, that's preposterous, right? So what we do is a recreational version of a lot of stuff that you do see, but the intention is completely different, right? So I think, you know, Justin talks a lot about this, and we talk a lot about this of intention. The intention of competing is not what we do here. Um, there's an element to it because we time workouts, because we keep score of stuff, but it's it's actually just to compare yourself to a past version of yourself. The intention matters a lot because at the end of the day, whoever may finish first on a workout here, like there's no prize, right? There's no money, there's no, it, it's just a way to measure yourself over time. So I think taking a view from 30,000 feet and like looking at what the intention is, what the goal is, recognizing that what we do here is recreational and designed to get people fit for life fit for playing with their kids for picking up stuff uh is very different than the competition side of things so i just want to leave with that cuz i think that that's an important perspective oh yeah
1: I, and i agree and I, like you said it's from the from outside looking in it's it's hard to see it's like well these people are you look at the crossfit games they're cleaning at uh, like two seventy five to start and like that's just Oh, that's like
0: lightweight for yeah yeah for men, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I'm happy if I get near that on a really, really good day. Yeah. Right. Uh for a single and you see that, it's like I can never do that. But there are those modifications within workouts because like you said, what's the intention of the workout? What is the stimulus of the workout that we have today? How can we make this the best hour for you? How can you get the most out of it? Uh which is why I like how we utilize the level method to kind of uh, give that guideline for people to follow it, and it doesn't have to follow straight to the T. but it gives people a great starting place to be like okay this is exactly where i am this is what i need to work on and this is how i'm going to progress from maybe it's using uh maybe today's workout had band and pull-ups maybe they were using a green band how can i graduate from green ba- band to blue to red to How would you, uh, so let's say someone was
0: new, how would you explain what stimulus really means? Like what is stimulus, at least
1: for us here? Uh, It's different energy systems in terms of like the technical uh, aspect of the word stimulus. It's uh, different energy systems. You're going to use a different system for a quick three-minute workout versus something that's like Murph where it's an hour long, 45 minutes. Uh, So if you're doing... If the intention is to do a three-minute workout in three minutes, but you're taking 15, then you're using different uh, energy systems, and your body's going to use uh, everything in a kind of different capacity than it would for that quick, quick burner. Uh, so it's all about figuring what works for you and how can we get you that same workout, uh, utilizing variations of, that same, of the same movements in that same time domain
0: yep yeah normally what we see with people coming in um they're lacking uh strength so overall strength um but more importantly they're lacking technique which is and these are all to be expected you know like it's not like we want or expect people to be coming in with a ton of strength, a ton of technique, like already knowing what they're they're doing, unless maybe they're coming from another gym where they're doing similar things um, or have some sort of background in Olympic weightlifting, which rarely people do. Sometimes they come in with like gymnastics experience, good body awareness, but most of the time not. Most of the time people coming in are everyday people who want to work out and have no idea how to do it. And so they're coming in with you know uh, strength, Uh, technique and uh, usually some sort of cardio uh, or metabolic conditioning deficiency which is again fine it's not like that's a bad thing but that's why we put them on the level method to see okay out of these 15 categories where do you actually fall coming in um, for strength for upper body strength lower body strength um, upper body endurance lower body endurance um, endurance overall and those energy systems that you're talking about.
1: Yeah. So, uh, how do you handle, or what have you seen when? So, like, it's more common for somebody to come in here with a lot of strength than the the yeah, uh, either strength or conditioning. Uh, but the technique for some of the uh, complex gymnastics movements, the barbell Olympic movements. Yep. Uh, but like I've seen people who can. Clean 185, but it's a reverse curl for them.
0: Mm-hmm. And they can lift a weight up, yeah. But it's not with the technique that we would like to see, yeah, which limits their actual upper limit. Yeah, if they're
1: always using bad technique. Yep. Yeah. How, how do you yep. go about uh, approaching that?
0: Yeah. So I think mindset matters a lot, and with mindset, uh, expectations matter a lot, right? So when we talk to people, a lot of times we'll say. The priorities when you come in are mechanics, which is how you do something. Then it's consistency. So, can you come in and show us how to do something without us actually uh, walking you through every single step? So, mechanics, consistency, and then the intensity piece is really either doing it faster or doing a heavier weight. So, MCI, for people old enough, that's the old phone company, but uh, mechanics, consistency, intensity. Um, and I equate it to, um, like learning a language, right? No, you're not going to expect someone to start uh, learning a language and be fluent in it, right? That's just ridiculous. And so at the same time um, Someone needs to know the vocabulary words they need to know the syntax they need to know uh, uh, verb um, uh, Versions of, of each verb um, and like that's the mechanics. Like the mechanics is like the the foundational stuff, which is why people we walk people through base camp, to just teach them foundational stuff. And even then in class, focusing on the technique matters a lot. So working only with a 15-pound bar or even PVC pipe. Um, or for a lot of Olympic lifting, it's a lot of hip hinging. So sometimes they won't even use a bar. Sometimes it's just kettlebell swings, because that, that takes away the technique needed, because Let's say the stimulus is just lots of hip hinge tech, you know, work. Maybe it's kettlebell swings. Kind of depends on the workout, but technique matters a lot, and it also takes time. Yeah. So the expectation that people are going to come in and be like crushing workouts, doing what they see on Instagram or TV within a month is unrealistic, um, unless you're already coming in with a base. But we need to give people something to work with, and so that's why we might modify to like, kettlebell swings but also work on technique. Um, Once they have that technique and the consistency for it, over time, very slowly, we'll layer in intensity, which is adding uh, weight and or speed. Because uh, if I try to, you know, I might know how to speak very basic Spanish, right? But if I try to speak as quickly as possible, it's all just gonna go to crap, right? And so it's the same exact thing. Like if if you layer in speed, uh, you need to balance that, um, that area where you can maintain uh, comprehension and maintain competency, but push your limits in order to actually adapt to it. Um, or like, I, when I listen to podcasts, I listen now at two times speed, but when I first started listening to podcasts, I, c- I could barely pay to pay attention and like, comprehend the one and a half, right or one and a quarter. And so over time I've just gotten used to that where one and a half speed is now normal for me to listen to. And so now I've bumped it up to two times and now that is uh, manageable. But I couldn't do that when I first started listening to podcasts.
1: I think that's a good point, Uh, especially like when he's just talking about um, maybe subbing kettlebell swings for a barbell movement because you're still training uh, similar ranges of motion, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and you're get, but you're getting that same intensity out of a workout. Yep. Uh, so you're still refining movement patterns while doing a different movement. But it's it, it's like every film out there. It's everything similar but different. Yep. Uh, which I think is important to kind of remember when you see different.
0: And we see this a lot with um, with cardio movements, like we would call them monostructural movements. But they're movements where you can kind of just keep moving. So running, rowing, biking, jumping rope. Um, If there is a running workout, we have a number of people with like, they come in with bad knees or or bad hips or or whatever. So maybe they're not running, but because the stimulus that we want is this cardio monostructural uh, stimulus, we put them on a rower, right? We put them on a bike. We put them on the the ski erg, um,
1: something like that. Similar but different. Yep. Uh, I mean, like, and just because you're new doesn't mean you have to modify. You can modify on how you're feeling. If, if you're injured, maybe you didn't sleep well enough the night before. Like, I know when I first got the dog and I wasn't sleeping much at night because I slept like a rock before, and then once we got him, I was up every two hours regardless whether he was awake or not. I had to modify the intensity of the workouts because I just wasn't sleeping.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: Yeah, and if I went full throttle, then that puts me at a high risk for getting hurt. Yep. Uh, so it's uh, under, uh, once you're experienced, it comes to understanding how you're feeling and not being afraid to say, you know what, I do need to modify this because mm-hmm. yeah, I might be able to do this workout, but can I come back tomorrow and also work out or can I come back in two days and continue to work out? Yep. Uh, what advice do you give to some people who may be stubborn? Uh, about modifying because they feel like they don't need to.
0: Yeah. Luckily, we don't have uh, many or really any people here that, yeah. that are that stubborn. But uh, I've definitely had some folks in the past um, at some other places where, yeah, like, they want to do what the, the big boys and the big girls are doing and, and try to keep up with the Joneses. and And so they use either a weight, usually it's a weight, Usually has to do with weight. Um, that's inappropriate for the stimulus of the workout. Um, it kind of depends. So if if it's a matter of them, you think they're going to get hurt, then you, as a coach, y- you're in charge. Like y- you have to be the one to lay down the law and just say, "Look, this is not a good idea. Um, we we need to you know change this out." Now, many times that's not actually the case of terms of like getting hurt. It's more about, you know, preserving the stimulus. And almost always, uh, in the middle of the workout, even like two minutes in, they suddenly realize that they chose the wrong weight. And so just setting them up for a backup plan of saying, hey, look, instead of having 45-pound plates on either end, let's put um, 25s and then two 10s on either side. That way we can strip the bar in the middle of the workout if we need to with lighter weight. That, that's usually a good compromise. It's like, all right, hey, look, even though I know what's gonna happen, uh, I'll let you start this way, but you need to hit this threshold, um, or you need to meet this standard. Uh, you need to do you know, your first round in the first two minutes. Right, and if you, if you don't do that, we need to take weight off, right? Um, so if, it, if it's a workout for time, where it's like five rounds for time, um, some sort of expectation of like, hey, First round, first two rounds should take about this amount of time. And then if you're not, then we need to change something. Like, that's a pretty good converse- way to have a conversation. If it's, um, if it's an AMRAP, then you, you do have some latitude. It's like, you know, there's some people who actually do need to be pushed to do a heavier weight because maybe they don't actually think they can do it. And so to build their confidence, uh, you may say, look, we're going to start here. It's an AMRAP, which is nice because it's as many rounds as you can do. So, Maybe instead of the eight rounds that many other people have gotten, you might get six. But the benefit of going heavier is to get used to this heavier weight. And the trade-off is that you get less rounds. That actually might be a, a reason to not stay with the stimulus. Because actually for you, athlete, uh, you, your stimulus, I want to uh, get stronger. right? So you can actually go the opposite way too. Um, but yeah, usually the conversation is setting expectations and it's having a backup plan and then having some sort of um, like minimum or some sort of uh, threshold that they need to meet in order to continue. Uh, because if you're thinking to yourself that, you know, it's really not going to go well or, or the weight is just way too heavy to, to slow them down, um, that's the kind of conversation.
1: I completely agree with the AMRAP too. Like I think that is a great opportunity to kind of push somebody to try maybe big thing that i've uh, seen over the course of my coaching career has been double unders always tripping people up uh, and maybe in a uh, five rounds for time workout you don't have that opportunity to practice double unders because it's just going to take too long. Amrap cut the number, go for that number you have the that opportunity because you have a time restriction already imposed yep. Th- that's the time to do it. same thing with maybe pull ups maybe you need to shave the number down but you still have to build that skill, and that's a great opportunity to build that skill and uh, refine the movement. Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah and I like, I like how we, we generally say modifying rather than scaling, because you know, I think it's very much a culture thing. I think it's very much a, a mindset thing. And in general, if you're saying scaling, what you're basically trying to say is, here's this thing, and in other gyms they might use Rx, And scaled and it almost seems like it's less than and so I think that's where a lot of the hesitation comes in terms of like scaling because people think they're doing less than Um, but really the point is to do what's appropriate for you you know because again it, it goes the other way too because we use the level method and we have six different versions of the workout the 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 brown version of the workout is actually above and beyond what would have been an, an old RX version, right? So sometimes people have to actually scale or modify up, right? Or, or harder than, uh, more weight, right? Harder movement. And so, you know, scaling, modifying can actually go both ways. Um, but I generally like to say modify because the modification, you know, m- implies more of like, okay, what's good for you? Like, let's not scale off someone else. Let's modify. For you as an
1: individual, right? This is the intensity. Let's modify this workout to get you there. Exactly.
0: And there are, are there are people um, th- that I've coached where they're an adaptive athlete. Um, you know, I think of Kyle, uh, who Kyle Bryant, who uh, has Friedrich's ataxia. He's you know in a wheelchair, and when he joined uh, the gym, you know we had to modify plenty of things, but we still preserve the stimulus for pretty much every workout, you know. So like for him, we would uh, for box jumps, he had pr- you know pretty good upper body strength and, and he could balance a little bit on his on his feet by holding onto you know the, the rack. And so for box jumps, we would set up like a plate or two, and he would hold on to the to the uh, uprights and you know kind of hop up on the on the plates, right? So like that's a way that we modified, um, and he was he was jumping for the most part. Um, for pull-ups, pull-ups is a huge one for many people. Um, so everyone thinks of pull-ups as, you know, pulling your chin over the bar, you know, with no assistance. But we start people with ring rows. You know, a lot of people are familiar with TRX bands. Yeah. But the stimulus is upper body strength, right? So let's gain upper body strength
1: by just keeping our feet on the ground, leaning back, and pulling.
0: And then we'll progress
1: yeah, I mean that's how I got my first pull-ups. I did incline rows for three years, then I did assisted pull-ups for another year or two, and then one day somebody asked if I could do pull-ups. I was like, I don't know, let me try, <laughs> <laughs> and I did pull-ups. But it it like it's progressing you towards that end goal if that's your end goal, right. uh, but at the same time you're you're still. Again, it goes back to that intended stimulus of the workout. At that time, you're getting that uh, upper body pull-in in a workout if you're doing ring rows. Uh, maybe it's upper body push instead of doing fewer reps of a, what we idealize as a push-up from the ground and doing a, uh, like a, some type of box push-up or a push-up to a bench. Yep. Uh, still, upper body push, same uh, muscle groups. Yep. Same intensity, just similar.
0: Yeah, and that's that's the same exact thing as like having different weights on the bar to strip off. Yeah. Because what you're doing is you're starting a push-up from the ground. If someone has a few of them, basically it's like the equivalent of doing the heavier weight. But when the and and this is why you would modify, right? Because form is breaking down, which is related to safety, but it's also related to uh, maintaining the intensity of whatever the workout is the intensity doesn't have to be like go 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 maybe the intensity is supposed to be uh, just keep moving but if something is preventing them from keeping on moving that's why you want to modify so push-ups on the ground then elevate to a bench feet you know hands on a the bench then higher box it's the same thing as like taking weight off the box yeah. so yeah encouraging people to be okay with starting with something hard harder at first if that's appropriate for them, and then changing it up in the middle of a workout and making that an okay thing, like, culture-wise. And and when you look around and you're seeing everyone who who is also doing push-ups from a box or also taking weight off the bar because that's just a normal thing, I think that matters a lot, you know, versus going to a place where that never happens or rarely happens and people are stubborn and want to do, like, the hardest version of something, but it means they're taking twice as long as what they should be. It doesn't make any sense.
1: Uh, Do you think that there's a thing as too much scaling? Like, maybe somebody's goal is to get stronger, but they modify uh, weights a little too low, and in a time-domain workout of 10 to 12 minutes, they end up finishing it in four or five.
0: Yeah, or like in an AMRAP, where most people are getting, like, 10 rounds, and they get, like, 20. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing.
1: What's... uh, What's your approach to that?
0: Um, so I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. Um, there, there are definitely some people who just want to come in and move. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe because of a, a past injury or something, they, they don't want to you know, either go heavy or do more complicated movements so they just want to keep it simple. They want to move, and they want to move a lot, and they just want to sweat. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think if their actual goal, though, is to get stronger or to do the harder version or to level up, you know, go from a a yellow uh, workout to an orange or or a blue, then yes, I think you need to get out of your comfort zone and try something harder. And almost always that's related to either lack of knowledge, which is why we're here as coaches, uh, lack of confidence, again, which is why we're here as coaches and pointing out the objective, hey, so-and-so, you just deadlifted in our strength session, Twice your body weight, but you're doing uh you know the lowest weight in a metcon you know what's going on here you know I think we can bump up so using objective data um and then um uh, it go and then actually actually like figuring out what their how how badly they want that goal right so it could be it could be lack of knowledge like like i don't even I't even know what I would do to get better at this. okay, we can help lack of confidence. We can actually point out objective data to help with that um and just give it a shot, give it a try. but then also, do you actually want to get strong right like some people don't actually want that even though they say it. they don't want the uncomfortable feeling of 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 being sore because they did a heavier weight in their squat session or um or they they don't want to you know have the least amount of rounds or or, or you know come in last you know of a workout and it's like <clears throat> okay like we there are ways we can mod we can change that like you said less reps heavier weight uh, if that's something that you want to get better at get stronger at um, I remember when I was you know doing kettlebell swings and, and looking at the seventy pound kettlebell and you know, at the time, it was like half my body weight, and I was like, I don't, I don't know if I can swing this, and and but I was handling the fifty three just fine. You know, I think I saw a video by Jeff Martone who who used to run or or maybe still runs the kettlebell certification, and uh, he was just like, look, if you want to swing a seventy pound kettlebell, you, you just got to swing the seventy pound kettlebell. Like sometimes you just, just got to do the thing, you know. But it's got to be an a genuine goal because you know so a good example is a lot of a lot of people say they want to get stronger a lot of people say they want to um you know get better at this or that and or or, or like guys especially who want to like mass gain um the, the truth in, in in that particular instance is that the, you have to eat until you're really uncomfortable and then you got to eat more and it's like where the rubber meets the road most people don't actually want to do that. Like it's I did that one summer and it's very uncomfortable. Like you always feel like you're going to like bust the button off your jeans and like you you're always going to throw up because you're so full. Like it's not a comfortable feeling. And and so you have to really evaluate like what it is you really want and then trust the experts to to guide you towards that if that's actually something you want. But many times, people realize that it's not actually something they want. It's just like a nice idea.
1: Right. They, they they become so obsessed with the idea that they, But once you realize, like you said, once you realize all the work that goes into it, and how much extra effort maybe you want, like a big thing that I've always heard is, I want to get pull-ups. How do I get? Yes, pull- how do I get pull-ups? Yeah. Well, you will get there, and like I said, for me, it took me. Somewhere between three to five years to get pull-ups just by doing uh, what I was doing, which was like an hour a day, five-ish days a week. And that's how long it took. There are faster ways to get there, but that's a lot of extra work that has to go in within that time domain. Yep. Uh, Yeah, what's your timeline in terms of what your goal is? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to get it in the next six months? Cool. We can get you there, but it's going to require this. Yeah, and and especially with pull-ups,
0: is. it's yeah. So many people are like, "Yeah, I want a pull up." It's like, "All right, what have you done to help yourself get a pull-up?" Yep. Nothing. Like besides coming to class, the only problem is we we do pull-ups maybe once a week, which is great for, for maintenance. But um, if you want to you know work towards something, then you need to do more of it. You need to get a pull-up bar for home. You need to you know have some sort of program. Justin's running gymnastics. Uh, seminar for that reason uh, to get people to do more Um, particularly with pull-ups you also have to take into consideration body weight so it's like you may actually be strong enough for pull-ups but we may need to lose body fat that's a tough conversation because it's like you know if you can lose body fat it's like taking off a weight vest that might not be someone's goal aesthetically but it might. Need to be changed, or their thought process might need to change for their
1: ultimate goal of getting a pull-up. And
0: so then it's weighing what their their real goals are.
1: Yeah, and that that's something that I I've seen and noticed throughout all the years of just doing CrossFit and being a coach. Like even for myself, like if I end up gaining some weight over the course of time, and then I go up on a pull-up bar, it's like I used to be able to do. Ten, thirteen. Now I can only do five or six. <laughs> what happened? Oh yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. My diet changed. You, you
0: your body strength stayed about the same.
1: Yeah, my and then my nutrition changes. That's that contributing factor. Right. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. Any other uh, thoughts on modifying workouts?
0: Um, like I said, I think culture matters a lot. Um, I think um you need to have the right coach and the right atmosphere to be um comfortable to to be felt like you're in good hands to feel like it's a normal thing to modify and not look down upon um and, and and actually celebrated in the sense of like you're doing what's appropriate for you right like if if you're truly in a place where everyone is modifying correctly for them then actually everybody should be finishing around the same time and getting around the same amount of rounds if they're hitting that intended stimulus, right? So if you're doing FRAN, which is a a famous, probably the most famous CrossFit workout, 21:59 thrusters and pull-ups, and it's 95 pounds for guys, 65 for ladies, there are some people or some places where all the guys are doing 95 pounds, some are doing it in three minutes, and some are doing it in 15 minutes, and it's like, That should not be the case, right? Especially with the level method, it's already built in. You know, people, some people are not even doing thrusters. Uh, They might, or, and they might not be doing pull-ups. They might be doing um, goblet squats and burpees or um, bodybuilders, which are basically the burpee without the push-up. Because the stimulus of Fran is actually like hard, fast burn, you know, Three to five minutes, super, super intense, right? Um, the actual movements, if it's slowing you down too much because you're using too much weight, or the pull-ups, you do one at a time, that's not the point of the workout. Yeah.
1: I I completely agree, and I, I think, like you said, changing my vocabulary from scaling to modifying really helped me, Help change my view on what it actually means. Because it's not I'm not here to go to the CrossFit Games, I'm here to be able to carry seventeen gar- garden beds out of my garage. <laughs> and I mean to, that would be yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would be very efficient. But it yeah. like I I need I wanna function well every day, uh, and get the most out of my hour here and I'm not gonna do that by trying to clean an absurd amount of weight for me. Uh which might be a lighter weight for you, or vice versa. Uh, I need to get what's best for me. Yeah, and the co- our coaches are there to help.
0: Yeah, we we're a classroom for fitness, uh, and wellness overall. I think because um, we do talk about nutrition and stuff too. Um, and coming from an education background, it's all it is 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 it's differentiated instruction. So, you know, for our educators who are in class, you know, we kind of joke around about that, but it's true. It's differentiated instruction. You're you're basically taking each member in here as a student of movement, and we are the teachers of movement, and you're just differentiating how each one approaches the workout in order to best serve them based on their intentions, based on their capabilities at the time, and uh, the point and the stimulus of the workout, right? And because every day changes in here, and because pe- every day people are actually different because they're growing, they're getting stronger, they're getting more flexible, their um, their metabolic conditioning is getting better, or they're not. Like sometimes you go in lulls, right? Because um, not everything is a linear progression. That makes every day really different, even if the workout does come up every so often. Um, You know, the point of the workout might be different. Um, That's all we got. Yeah. At least for now.
1: Yeah. Don't be afraid to modify. Don't,
0: yeah. Yeah. The best thing you can do is modify, especially as a beginner. Yeah. Like play the rookie card. Yeah. Like be, like, be okay with it because if you ultimately want to progress, just like learning a language or learning how to play an instrument or really learning anything, it's better to learn the foundations and the basics really well and the technique. Especially technique in here, because as we see with Olympic lifting, technique matters. Way uh, it matters a lot compared to brute strength, right? There are plenty of people, smaller people, who appear less strong, who can lift more weight because of their technique uh, compared to someone else.
1: Yeah, and the, the, I, I joke about that a lot when ever we go for like a heavy clean or heavy snatch. It's like I don't consider myself to be the strongest, but I can lift a lot of weight because I've spent a lot of time really focusing on technique. And, I mean, it it pays off long-term versus that instant gratification of maybe you can muscle a heavy barbell, but maybe it's only once, and you get lucky. But that technique is going to be consistent and help build that strength to get you there consistently and help you improve. Don't be afraid to modify everybody. Modification is important, no matter what skill level you are at. Please listen carefully.